Let's start. Om Ajnana Timarandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Nama Shri Chaitanya Manovishtam Stapitam Yena Bhuttale Svayamed Spuratyadam how does it go? <laughs> My brain's not working today. Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Yenabhuttale Svayam Rupa Kadamahyam That's it. Dadati Sva Padantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutta Padakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavangscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatam Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Shimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Itinamine Namaste Sarasvati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nivishesha Shunyavadi Paschatyadishatarine Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubya Evacha Patitanam Pavanibhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Namaha He Krishna Karana Sindhu Dinabandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchanagorangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Rishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shri Vasari Gaurabhaktavinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Moses Potfiraj, Okna, Okna, Okay, now we get some air. What was it? Shvierja povietcha. Tak, okay. Shvierja povietcha. Fresh air. Welcome everyone to Saturday Sangha, Saturday, August 14th. 2021 and here we are together 
and I'm speaking from Sadubavan in Poland. And you are all in different places, different parts of the world, as it should be, because this is the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. <laughs> Started in New York in a little storefront, as it's called, <clears throat> in uh, the year 1966. From 26 Second Avenue, it has all started. And uh, latest news, latest news is that uh, the devotees, Iskhan, is has made a huge step forward in fully acquiring the birthplace of Srila Prabhupada. To the extent that they've been able to actually move out all the families that were in that place. It's a total of, the, the area's total of <clears throat> about 300 square meters, so that's good size property. And it's extremely complicated uh, legal and financial situation, but according to the report, which you can find on, uh, I guess it's on Dandavats or ISKCON News, um, the West Bengal government has agreed to, in effect, uh, give the property to ISKCON, but first ISKCON has to pay a certain amount of money to the residents. And they've managed to reduce that amount, they've gotten a loan, they've gotten enough to get everyone out of there. And they've actually now torn down the old whatever was there already. And uh, I guess they're going to build something. A memorial place of some sort. So that's interesting. I thought, I just read that. Okay, so um, what shall we do? How about we sing song number eight, Upadesha, from Kalyana Kalpaturu by Sripad Bhaktivinoda Thakur, which is a longer song this time. It has a seven verses. Well, the first verse has three lines, and then they all have four lines except the last verse, which has two lines. And this is going to be some more preaching to the mind. And it's going to be more preaching to the mind about impersonalism. Oh, brothers... Why does my rascal mind desire to merge into the Brahman effulgence? 
How astonishing it is, and to whom shall I admit it? <laughs> Who's going to confess? Okay, I admit I wanted to merge into Brahman. No, nobody wants to admit. My dear mind, please tell me why you want to merge yourself with that Supreme Brahman, considering it to be the most worshipable thing. So that's a rhetorical question. Ohe bai mono kano brahma hoite chai. Why do you want? Kano is the question word. Why brahma hoite chai? Why do you want to become brahma? Ki ascharya hoibo kake kaike? Uh, how wonderful, Ascharya. Koibo, uh, you will say. And then Kaike. I think we're going to need some help here from uh, Sugopi, our Bengali expert. If she's still there. I saw her. There she is. Yeah. Koike. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you want the meaning of? Uh, do you have Do you have the song in front of you? It It's um. It's ka. It's kake with an apostrophe. Um, after ka, so I assume it's koike. Or kauke. Ki ascharya. Kobo, so I guess that's Koibo. You will. Koibo. Koibo is uh, what can I speak? Ki hmm. okay. To whom? Oh, to whom? Okay. Yeah, is to whom. Uh -huh. uh, I think even in um, Slavic language, that is Kako si hu. Yeah, it's quite uh, familiar. Like. Kake is home. Koibo, it is ko, I, K-O-I. Yeah, yeah. Who can I speak? <clears throat> who will, or who will I speak? It's future. Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay. Sadopasya, bolo jake. Okay. My dear mind, please tell me why you want to merge yourself with the Supreme Brahman, considering it to be the most worshipable thing. Uh, okay, sadopasya would be worshipable. Bolo, tell me why you're thinking like this. Tate, so it's kake, tate kano apone mishai. What is Mishai? Uh, this is Tate, Mane for what? Kano, why? Mishai, Mishai is generally mixing. Oh. Let me see the translation, what they have given, and whom should I admit? Maybe that's for admit. Yeah, Mishai is generally the meaning is 
whom can I express? Like, uh, it's uh, Amisha is mixture actually. So my thoughts might be like it might be the meaning that way. Okay. Uh huh. Then, Bindu nahi hoy sindu, baman na sparshe indu, renu ki bhudhar rupapai. A drop of water certainly has the qualities of the ocean. Bindu, a drop, nahi hoy sindu is, is not the ocean, <laughs> uh, but is obviously not the ocean itself in quantity, so that's with some purport. A small dwarf, Bamun, cannot possibly touch the moon despite his best intentions. Bamuna sparshe indu renu ki budhar rupa pai. Budhar rupa having the form of the carrier of the earth. I don't know. Yes, yes. Budhar, who, uh, who is holding the earth. Yeah. So Renu is the sand. He, uh, uh, yeah, uh, like he is why, what for? Budhar Rupa by Rupa is gaining the form of the Budhar. Abudhar, uh, oh, here it says. Mm. It's a mountain, it says in the translation. Okay, and a handful of dust can never assume that it has become a mountain. Alas, alas, such a pitiful position is foolishly upheld by those who advocate the philosophy of merging into the Lord's bodily effulgence, the only profit from such doctrines is that it will make one become offensive toward the Lord, which will hinder one from attaining the supreme objective of devotion. That's a very elaborate translation. Laba matra aparad. So, laba, the gain, matra only, aparad, is offense. Paramartha hoi badha. Uh, the, the higher aim or the supreme aim Badha becomes bound or, yeah. And Sayuja, Shajuja. Shajuja, Badhir, Hoi, Hoi. Or Hai, Hai, Hoi, Hoi. Sayuja is one of the liberation. Yeah. Yeah, Sayuja Mukti, uh, merging, and then. Uh, Bad, badha and badhir, of of the bondage of sayuja, hoi hoi, there becomes, or is that an exclamation, hoi hoi? Yes, it is expression, hoi hoi. Okay, it's not the same as hoi. No. Okay. Like alas, kind of. Yeah, alas. In Hong Kong, they say, Hiya! Right? Sita Rani, she's here somewhere. Hiya! Eheno duranta buddhi tyaji koro satta shudhi anbeshaha pritir upai. Uh, 
Sayuja Nirban Adi Adi Shastre Shabda Dekko Jodi She Shabe Bhaktir Onge Jai. Renouncing this mischievous mentality of trying to artificially merge Duranta Buddhi, mischievous mentality. My dear mind, uh, just purify your existence and start searching for the process of getting real love for Krishna. Uh, tyaji, so Tyajiya, having given up this rascal mentality, Koro, which would be Koroha, I think, Satta Shudhi, Anveshaha, Pritir Upai. Upai means uh, process or means. Priti means love. Anveshaha uh, would be the Im imperative of uh, Anu Ish. Um, enter into, follow, I don't know. Sorry for all this. Um, some of you may not like to hear all these details. I'm just making up, taking opportunity to uh, get a little more sense of at least Bhaktivinoda Thakur's Bengali. Um, Krishna, okay. Uh, oh, near Sayuja Nirban Adi. Nirvana. Usually that's associated with Buddhism. Uh, here he says, Sayuja Nirvana Adi. So, this sort of Nirvana, you can say, Shastre Shabda Deko Jadi, if you look in Shastra, it's all achieved uh, by devotion. Se Shabe Bhaktir Ange Jai. In other words, you can you want to get sayuja or whatever. It's included in the package, the bhakti package, if you want. Krishna priti palamoy tatvamasi adihoy sadaka chorome Krishna pai. Akanda Ananda Moy Brindavana Krishna Loy Para Brahma Sharupa Janoy. Statements like Tatam Asi, <coughs> which is here translated as You belong to Krishna, are fully permeated with real, tangible love for Krishna. And meditating on such Veda statements helps the aspiring devotee to ultimately attain the shelter of Krishna's lotus feet. Uh, okay, palamoy, pala means fruit, and palamoy means consisting of fruit. So, Krishna priti palamoy, the Krishna love. Uh, the substance of the fruit, tatvam asi adi hoy, uh, 
Hmm. Beginning with Tattvamasi, Sadaka Charame Krishna by one gets the essence of Krishna. That's interesting because, you know, the the standard uh, understanding of Tattvamasi is quite the opposite of this. <laughs> uh, tat that tvam you asi are you are that which is taken to mean you are Brahman, which is taken to mean you are... Brahman is impersonal and you are ultimately just... you are non-different from that. You are that. Uh, but here, uh, you belong to Krishna, or more literally also um, is uh, Professor Olivella's translation, you are like that, which makes a big difference also. Yeah. Um, so this is going along then. Adi hoy sadaka charme. Charme, charma means in the heart, I believe. Hmm. Um, then one will gain residence in Krishna's transcendental abode of Vrindavan. Akanda anandamoy Vrindavana Krishnaloy. Krishnaloy. So the residence of Krishna, which is Vrindavan, is Akanda anandamoy, constituted of unending. Um, Unending bliss, parabrahma sharupa janai. Mm. Uh, thus, one will come to know janai, the original personal form of parabrahman, parabrahman sharupa, who is situated far beyond the impersonal brahman effulgence. Okay. The network of tra yes, no, the network of tra yes. Yeah, this, this I think some typing mistake. It should be Choroni Krishna Pai, Shadaku Choroni Krishna Pai, uh, as it is written in the translation uh, Lotus Feet. Or generally, Chormo Chormo is different. This is Chormo. Oh, oh, I see. It should be Chorono. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, to let be known. So it's causative. Yeah, charame, I was thinking um, charma, uh, which I think can mean like the heart, but charana, of course, means feet, lotus feet. Okay, good. Is it charma? Is skin? Yeah. Oh, what was I thinking of? There's another word. <laughs> okay. Oh, I know. Um, it's said in the Sri Vaishnava tradition that Bhagavad Gita chapter 18, verse 66, Sarva and Paritya they call it the Charama Shloka. Char. 
types of uh, pinnacles, like the highest pinnacle. Okay. So that is Choromo. And Chormo, like when you say Chormo is skin. Okay. Uh, we we better we have to get our distinctions, otherwise we're in trouble. <laughs> okay, Tahote Kiranjol Brahma Rupe Shobe Bhalo. Maika Jagat Chomotkar. The network of transcendental rays emanating from his body form the splendorous light known as the Brahman effulgence, which is powerful enough to amaze the entire collection of material universes. Chamatkar means astonishment. It's a kind of anamat. Anumatopaic word, chomotkar. It's like chomot. It's expressing surprise. Mm. If any of the conditioned souls desire to become content by merging into that glowing light, then that would be just like being satisfied at night with the glow of lightning bugs in the absence of the sun. Hmm. Mike Jagat Brahma Nibrita Hitechai Mayabhatha Jibatai Surja Bhave Kadyotya Prai. Oh Surja Bhave, I guess. Kad Kadyotir Prai Kadyot is that a, a firefly? I don't have idea what it is. Maybe. Maya Bodha Jiba Tahe Niabrita Hoite Chahe. So without service, Niabrita, I think, would, might be. Um, yeah. The insignificant light emitted by such insects will certainly never serve as a replacement for the radiant sun. Surja bhave kanyotir pray. And similarly, the devotees of Krishna is never content to merge with Brahman effulgence, which is very feeble in comparison. Feeble means very, very weak in comparison to the Lord's original form of bliss. Maya bodha jiva tahe nibritta hoite chohe. Nibritta, I'm not sure. Jadi, okay, I'm taking too much time with this. Jadi kabu, it's a long song. Bhagyo doye sadhu guru samashroye brindavana samukete samukete bhai or bhai Krishna Krishna hoje tabe kudra rosha anubhave brahmachari 
Parabrahme Dhai. If ever there is dawning of one's good fortune, then one will see Vrindavan shining gracefully before his very eyes due to taking complete shelter of the virtuous devotees and spiritual masters. Then, becoming irresistibly attracted by Krishna, one runs, runs and chases after his, that is the Parabrahman, after him, I guess. Thus, he simply leaves aside the insignificant realization of merging with Brahman effulgence, for, for gets completely overwhelmed, for he gets completely overwhelmed by the slightest contact with Krishna's transcendental mellows. Kshudra hmm. rasa anubhave. Anubhava means experience, and kshudra means very little. So even a little of the rasa, experience of that little rasa, Brahma, uh, Krishna, Krishna, one becomes attracted to Krishna. Krishna, Krishna. <laughs> That's what we want, isn't it? Krishna, ah, Krishna. Oh, long A. Krishna, Krishna. Yeah, that's right. Krishna, Krishna. Hoje. Tabek, Shudra. Okay, last, let's just get final verse. Sukadir, Sujiban, Koro, Bhai, Alochan, E Dasha, Doriche, Tabapai. Discuss and deliberate on this, my friends. Um, make your life successful. <laughs> Just like the great sages, like Shukadev, Narada Vyasa, etc. Shuka, okay, it's Shuka Adi. So beginning with Shuka. Um, who will get? Who all gave up Brahman uh, realization by becoming attracted by Krishna? Koro by O brother Alochan seeing, and then this servant Bhaktivinod will hold on to your feet. E Dasha, this servant, Dorie Doriche. <laughs> He will hold on to your feet. So um, he's addressing his mind and throughout the song. So he's saying, if you will do what I'm asking you to do, I will throw myself at your feet, the feet of the mind. <laughs> so that's very nice. All right, here we go. Shall we put it to music? Today we have a big backup band. Uh, we have Brihaspati and Emilia and um, and we have Sadvi. Ta-da! Backup band. Okay, let's see.
Ki Ascharja Kobo Kot Koke Sada Pasha Bolo Jake Ki Ascharja Kobo Koke Sada Pasha Bolo Jake Tate cano upon a mission. Tate cano upon a mission. Bindu nahi hoi sindu mama nana. Sparse Indu Indu Nahi Sindu Mama Nasparse Indu Renuki Buddha Rupa Pai Renu Dara Rupa Labha Matra Aparadha Paramartha Hoi Badha Labha Matra Paradha Paramartha Hoi Badha Sai Jujja Badhi Hoi Sai Jujja Badhi Hoi Eheno Duranta Budhi Tyaji Koro Shatta Shudhi Ehena Ranta Budhi Tyaji Koro Shudhi Andesh Andeshaha Priti Andeshaha-priti-rupa-sayujanirvana-adhi-shastre-shabdha-dekko-jodhi Sajuchanirvana Adi 
शास्त्रे शब्द देखो जली से सबे भक्ति अंगे जाभे भक्ति रंगे जाष्णा प्रीति भाला मई छत्वासी आदि हो कृष्ण प्रीति तत्वासी साधका चरण कृष्ण आखंड आनंद मृंदवन कृष्ण आखंड आनंद वृंदवन फर ब्रह्म स्वरूप जान पराक्रम था होते किरण चला ब्रह्म रूपे शोभे बलो चला ब्राह्म रूपे माई का जगत माध जीवत हे निवृत्त होते चाहे सूर्य बाबे खुदे सूर्य भावे खाद्यो थे जदी खबु भग्योदे सदु गुरु समाश्रिए वृंदवन समुखेते भा 
Krishna Krishna Hoje Tabe Kudra Rasha Anu Babe Krishna Krishna Hoje Tabe Kudra Rasha Anu Babe Brahmachari Brahma Brahma Brahmachari para Brahma da Sukadira Sujibane Korobai Alo Chana Sukiri Chane Korobai Sukadira Sujibana Korobai Alochana Edasa Doriche Edasa Doriche Tav Pai Edasa Edasa Doriche Tav Pai Haribo, 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 Go Haribo, Nitai Go Haribo, 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 Shila Bhakti Vinod Takura Kij. Okay. Haya Haya. Hawa Hawa. Okay. So I want to welcome everyone again, uh, those of you who have come a bit later. And uh, we are hoping that we're going to have a surprise guest today. Yippee! <laughs> Ananda Leela is really excited about that. Um, <laughs> well, I'm saying hoping because he, and it is a he, not a she this time, uh, said when, when uh, given the time that we would like him to join us, namely two o'clock, he said, uh, we will see. Um, we will be spontaneous. So we don't know. So this adds a little suspense to the whole thing. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile... Well, we have different options. Of course, we can go to Raghunathas Goswami's uh, Manashiksha, but I'm thinking maybe something else uh, because the other thing we're doing is anticipating Janmashtami. And so 
I thought this may be a good time to read the very first poem of this particular collection of Surdas's poems. Uh, the very first one is very nice. I'll read the translation. Uh, Surdas, of course, wrote in... He didn't write, probably. <laughs> he probably just sang and someone else wrote. And, uh, and we don't know if it's actually from Surdas or someone later. But anyway, wrote in Rajbasa, which is a dialect of uh, Hindi, one of several dialects. So uh, this poem, this song, is being spoken by Devaki, uh, the mother of Krishna. And she says, This night, in the month of Bhadon, which would be Bhadra in Sanskrit, this dark night, soldiers have closed the streets, dear, shut the doors, and the fear of comes is heavy everywhere. The clouds are rumbling. Now it's started to pour. The Jamuna's waves are high, its waters black. And the only thought in every heart is this, how to hide the brilliance of that little moon-like face. Husband, why did I heed your words that day? Better I'd been slaughtered there and then. For look at this child and tell me how a mother could live if torn from such a son. So up till now, this was Devaki speaking, and then it says, Devaki's wail, that is her crying, was heard by the one who pities the poor and removes his servant's pain. The one refers to Hari, the Lord. So the Lord heard her crying. The chains were loosened, says Sur. The gates undone. He gave her his wisdom and banished her distress. Badon ki rati andayari badon ki dvar kapata bata roke bata disi disi kanta kangsa bhau bari garajata meg mahajar lagata bari beach Jamuna Jal Kari Shabba Tan 
ਇਹੇ ਸੋਚ ਆਵਤ ਉਰ ਕਿਉਂ ਦੂਰੀ ਹੈ ਸਸੀ ਬਟਨਾ ਉਜਾਰੀ ਕਤਪਤੀ ਬਚਨ ਬੋਲੀ ਰਾਸ਼ੀ ਤਬ ਬਾਰੋ ਉਹੀ ਦਿਨ ਕਿਉਂ ਨਾ ਅਸੀ ਮਾਰੀ ਦੇਸ਼ੋ ਦਹੋ ਐਸੋ ਸੂਤ ਬਿਚੂਰਤ ਕਹੀ ਕਾਇਸੈ ਜੀਵੇ ਮਹਤਾਰੀ ਸੁਨੀ ਸੂ ਬਿਲਾਪ ਦੇਵਕੀ ਕੇਮੂਸ਼ ਦੀਨ ਦਯਾਲ ਦਾਸ ਦੁਸ਼ਹਰੀ ਹਰੀ ਛੁੱਟੀ ਗਏ ਨਿਗਦ ਉਘਰੀ ਗਾਏ ਗੋਪੂਰ ਸੂਰਸਮਤੀ ਦੇ ਵਿਪਤੀ ਨਿਬਾਰੀ ਬੀ ਨਾਈਸ ਟੂ ਨੋ ਹਾਊ ਥਿਸ ਵੁਡ ਬੀ ਸੰਗ ਆਮ ਸ਼ੂਰ ਇਟਸ ਵੈਰੀ ਸਵੀਟ ਯਾ ਓਕੇ ਅਮ well maybe i should ask maybe why not ask if any of you have something to share before we have our guest anyone anything any news any show showing and telling um let's see i don't see everyone here but seems everyone's being quiet seems like our um maybe I have to think of a new way to get some more active participation everyone is so shy <laughs> oh yes i have something more to share is um is vrindaranya gopal here Let's see. Uh, oh, not today. No. Okay. Um because I had something I wanted specifically him to hear and I thought it's also why not everyone else can hear as well. But he's not here, so so I'm not going to tell you. Ha. <laughs> Oh Krishna maybe I should tell you now that I mentioned something uh as you may know Rindaranya Gopal is uh sort of um spearheading a project of encouraging devotees to write and uh, they put together he and others have put together a text with different um exercises different activities that one can do and uh, different sorts of writing topics and i wanted to suggest and okay let's just tell you and you may want to do this uh specifically in relation to the anticipation of krishna janmashtami so there's a particular type of uh writing it's not only writing but generally writing um 
which is called ekphrasis. Ekphrasis. E-K-P-H-R-A-S-I-S. Ekphrasis. You can look it up in Wikipedia. They have a very good article on this subject. What is ekphrasis? It is a type of writing in which uh, you write about some other t work of art, uh, generally or commonly a picture, a painting. Or it could be a sculpture. Uh, there's a very famous poem uh, in English by the uh, romantic poet, early 19th century poet, John Keats. He wrote a poem called Ode, to, Ode on a Grecian Urn. An urn is a big uh, vase, and it's a painted vase. You've probably seen pictures, these classical uh, paintings on vases. So he wrote a poem about that, and it's an ode. An ode is a particular form of poem in which you, uh, it's a glorification, and it's usually addressing, as I understand, directly. So it's like, we would say, second person. So he's talking to the urn, so to say, talking to this pot. Um, so here's what my suggestion is little exercise you may like to try. Find one of the paintings from the many that have been done of baby Krishna. It can be uh, Krishna plus Devaki and Vasudeva. It can be Krishna killing Trinavarta. But it should be from his baby time, when he's still a baby. And then write an ekphrasis uh, based on this. Now this can be done in so many different ways, and therefore I do suggest, I think it may help you to get uh, ideas, is to read this uh, article from Wikipedia. Um, you can write as if you're addressing Krishna in the painting. You could write as if you're addressing the artist who made the painting. You could write as if addressing another person who is neither in the painting or the is the painter. Um, and it's, uh, it's an open field. You can do all kinds of things, interesting things with this particular style. You can write a poem. You can simply write uh, like prose. It's, uh, it's up to you how you want to do it. And uh, if any of you are especially inspired by this, then what I would suggest is uh, we could, next time, you can prepare in advance 
of course, what you've written, but also have the picture which you are, or the painting which you are writing about to share with all of us, and then you could read out what you've written for us. Now, how does that sound? <laughs> Kavri is doing the thumbs up. <laughs> and uh, Tia is with us. Hare Krishna Tia. Yeah, there's no special qualification for this, so uh, you can all try it or, yeah, give it a try. Okay? This can be a very nice way of meditating, anticipating Krishna's appearance, I think. Could be. Okay, so um, that was one thing on my mind. And, uh, well, do we have any updated information about our surprise guest? When he's coming, if he's coming. I don't have Guru Maharaj. I don't know, maybe uh, someone else knows. I don't know. <laughs> okay. It could be that uh, Nandi Mukhi knows. <laughs> but I don't see her. No? Okay. Well, in that case, some more anticipation of Krishna's appearance is to be found in Sri Krishna Lila Stava of Srila Sanatanga Swami. Krishna Lila Stava, this is a translation by the late Gopi Paranadana Prabhu published by uh, Bhaktivedanta Book Trust uh, with some short explanations sometimes. And it's a series of um, expressions of obeisance to the Lord. Altogether, I think it's 108 obeisances, but there are several um, descriptions of Krishna within each obeisance. And uh, e every, every line, every... It, it's, in, it's consisting of so many names of Krishna according to his qualities and activities, and they're all in the vocative form. They're all addressing Krishna. And so... In uh, the first chapter, the first part of this, uh, which is paralleling, the, actually the whole Krishna Lila Stava is paralleling 10th Canto Bhagavatam. And this, is, uh, this part is paralleling the first chapter. And it's just after, let's see, this is going to be obeisance number 11. So each 
there, there can be a few verses for one obeisance. And so now, already after quite some introduction, we have verse 38. Vyat varitatashva pasha kangsati durnaya vasudeva vacho yukti devaki prana rakshaka by a voice in the sky, you, because they're all addressing the Lord, by a voice in the sky, you incited the wicked behavior of Kamsa, who had taken up the reins of the horse, and by the words and logic of Vasudeva, you saved Devaki's life. Now, what this is implying is that it's Krishna himself who started the whole trouble by making this voice speak to Kamsa from the sky. Uh, the voice that said, the eighth child of uh, your cousin's sister is going to kill you. And Kamsa immediately takes a sword. And he's about to cut off his own sis cousin's sister's head on the spot as, as he's accompanying her for her wedding. But when he hears this, he wants to kill her immediately. Vasudev has to think really fast. And it's an amazing passage describing the arguments that he gives to convince Kamsa to not kill Devaki. And basically, he gives him the logic that Kamsa, it's the eighth child. It's not the first or the second or the third or the fourth or the fifth or the sixth or the seventh. You've got a lot of time. And besides that, you can have all the children, one after another. You can, if you want to kill them, that's fine. But just don't kill Devaki right now. <laughs> and so Kamsa cools down a little bit. So, okay, well, yeah. Actually, it wouldn't look good for me if I killed my, my cousin's sister. So that was all incited. That was all incited by Krishna. Satyavak shauri kangsagranita putra vimochana devarshi katito danta kangsa nyate hitavamam. You, Krishna, freed the son brought before Kamsa by the truthful Vasudeva. But through Devarshi Narada, you informed Kamsa of your future deeds. Please protect me. Hmm. 
So what's he talking about here? The son, you freed the son, brought before Kamsa. That refers to the first son. And the first son's name was Kirtiman. Vasudev had made a promise. He kept his promise. He said, I'll let you can have every son, every child born, I'll bring them to you. You can. So he started with the first. And initially, Kamsa said, no, no, it's okay. It's just the, he's the first son and he's, you know, innocent. So he, he was being like very generous and very compassionate and like that. Until Narada started making trouble. But here it's saying uh, that this trouble done by Narada was actually you, Krishna. Krishna, you arranged for Narada to come and speak to Kamsa in such a way that he would become alarmed. Uh, how did he do that? He said, you know, Kamsa... All the demigods are appearing and they're all conspiring to kill you. And they've all taken birth in Mathura and in Braja. And they're all taking the side of Krishna. Kamsa got excited, got worried, got frightened thought, oh, I have to do something. What to do? Well, I should kill all the sons of Devaki and Vasudeva. That's what I should do. He thought. He thought he was justified to do that. There's a lot of that in history. <laughs> it's not so fantastic. We may think, oh, this is fantastic. But then you read the history of royal families and all the intrigues within the families, the murders that go on within the families, uh, the head chopping that goes on. Uh, yeah. And so Kamsa was simply following tradition. <laughs> simply following tradition. Uh, that's what he might say. Kamsa shrinkalitaneka vasudevadi bandava devaki jata shatgarbha tata kangsari gatana. You, Krishna, made Kamsa, that terrible foe, shackle many of his family. Shackle means to bind in iron, iron chains. Uh, shackle many of his family, Vasudeva and more, and murder the six infants, your elder brothers, born from the womb of Devaki. And... Uh, Thus ends the first chapter of the 10th canto, but it's not the 
end of the eleventh obeisance. Where is that coming? Hmm. Oh, maybe it's quite some time before the eleventh obeisance comes. Oh, oh, that's obeisance. Oh, hold on. Looking in the wrong place. Okay. Ah. It is. It's the eleventh obeisance. Obeisance ends with that verse. And then, twelfth obeisance has mm, one, two, three, four, five, six verses. Yeah, well, we can read a little bit. Or, um, oh, now just looking at um, the chat, I see. Yes, John Keats, and there's a link to Ode on a Grecian Urn. Thank you, Bakhtin Ipek. Um, okay, no further comments. And we don't have our guest with us. I hope he comes. But after all, it will be completely up to him <laughs> whether he wants to or not. <clears throat> we are not the controllers, have you noticed? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you glad that we are not the controllers? Imagine that you were the controller. Oh my, you would have to be really together. Okay, here we go. Let's do a little more. Let's see how we go. This is nice because we get... Uh, in summary form, what's quite a bit elaborated in the Bhagavatam, and of course is even more elaborated by the Acharyas, Jiva Goswami, Sanatana Goswami, and so on. Okay, verse 41. Kangsasurabalodvignasvayadavakularthivit devaki sap Tamabruna Dhaman Maya Niyojaka. The demonic armed forces of Kamsa terrified your Yadava clan. O knower of the distress of the Yadus. Your plenary expansion then appeared as the seventh child in Devaki's womb. You had Yoga Maya make this arrangement. So Krishna is making lots of arrangements. He's made an arrangement for Kamsa to hear uh, this invisible voice. He's made another arrangement with Narada, hearing from Narada. And now he's making another arrangement with Yoga Maya um, that 
Balaram appears. And Balaram's appearance will be quite unusual. It will begin in one womb and end in another womb or from another womb. He'll begin his, uh, his appearance in the womb of Devaki and he will uh, complete his appearance pastime in, from the womb of Rohini. And there will be uh, a very mystical event, a transfer from one womb to the other. And who is going to do that? It's going to be Yoga Maya. And it's explained, uh, Prabhupada explains, I think, or in the verse, that one of the names of Balaram is Sankarsana. Why? Because he is attracted. Karsana um, means to draw or drawing. And it's the same word as Krishna. Krish means to attract, to draw. A Krishak is a farmer because he draws a plow. Balaram is a farmer. He holds a plow. We never hear about him farming exactly, but he has a plow. And he does drag the Yamuna to him, uh, so he makes a canal. So this transfer is all arranged. So one might ask, why, why did... Um, Balaram have to start in the womb of Devaki. Why, why he couldn't just start in the womb of Rohini? Well, because the um, the grand plan was there would be eight children, so there had to be a seventh, and it couldn't be. There had to be six first, and those were the who were they? They were. Well, different explanations, but um, they allegorically they can be the um, the six kama kroda loba etc. of the conditioned soul. All of those are being removed, and then Balaram is doing a kind of final. We could say a kind of final. Um, Mandira Marjana. He's purifying the womb of Devaki to prepare for Krishna to appear. And after he's done this, then he's done his job, then he goes to Rohini because if he would appear as the son of um, of Devaki, then Kamsa would come after him and, well, if there was such a confrontation, then there would, then Balaram would have to kill Kamsa, wouldn't he? And that's not the program. That's not the program. So he has to, uh, he has to be removed, and then he'll, he'll come back into the picture together with Krishna in Mathura, when they are 
11 years old, and they will have some fun together in the, um, the sports arena of Kamsa before Krishna will kill Kamsa. Okay. Um, so that's an arrangement by Yoga Maya. And then, Devaki Putratavapti Dvarotsahita Maya He Rohini Prapita Svangsha Rauhineya Priyavamam. Inspiring Yoga Maya by telling her you would become Devaki's son, you had her make your plenary expansion, the son of Rohini, O beloved of that son of Rohini. Please protect me. Okay, so this is still addressing Krishna. Krishna is the beloved of the son of Rohini. Rohineya Priya. Priyava. Ah, Ava. Ava, Mam. Um, and another verse. Vasude Volasachakte. Devakyashtamagarbhaga. Sva Savitri Lasat Jyoti Kangsatrasa Vishadakrit. You shone with potency within the body of Vas Vasudeva, entered Devaki's womb as her eighth child, and imparted to your mother's body a luminous effulgence that frightened and disheartened Kamsa. Kamsatrasavishadakrit. So Kamsa, as, as Devaki was pregnant with Krishna, Kamsa saw Devaki. And seeing the effulgence of Devaki, he became frightened. Kamsa trasa vishadakrit. Now, someone could well ask, why didn't Kamsa just kill Devaki at this point? And my guess is because by this time he realized, as he realized in the beginning when he was stopped by Vasudev, that this would not, he would not have a good reputation if he would do that. <laughs> His reputation would be um, somewhat tainted. <laughs> um, and so he kept himself. He controlled himself. He was very self-controlled. <laughs> uh, well, so then, what happens next? Sada, kamsamano vartin, brahma rudradyabhishtuta, satyatmaka jagannata, jagannata, shudha sattvika rupa brit. You lived always in Kamsa's mind, 
and Brahma, Rudra, and other demigods offered you prayers. O embodiment of truth, O Lord of the universe, who appeared in forms of pure goodness. And uh, Gopi Nadacharya, uh, sorry, Gopi, um, Gopi Paranadana Prabhu explains that the second half of this verse, Satyatmaka, uh, that first word is echoing one of the prayers, I think it's the first prayer, uh, of the demigods. Satyavratam satyaparangtri satyam satyatmak yonim nihitam satye. Uh, and so he says, uh, the second half of the verse begins a summary of the prayers recited by the demigods to Krishna when he lay in Devaki's womb. Krishna appears in various incarnations, all of them free from any effect of Maya's illusion. So then, um, prayers to Krishna are being going to be summarized in just two verses? Yeah, I guess so. Sadakam uh, Samana Vartan. You who are always in the mind of Kamsa. Kamsa is a very uh, fortunate because he's always thinking of Krishna. And one of the major themes of the entire Bhagavatam is how everyone can benefit no matter what your attitude to Krishna is, this can bring you closer to Krishna. Even if your attitude is like that of Kamsa. So, in other words, those who are dvesha, those who are averse to Krishna, they may also um, come closer to Krishna. It's better to be averse to Krishna than to be indifferent to Krishna. Whatever emotion one has, the idea is turn that emotion toward Krishna. And that will be our perfection. Bhaktaika labhya sarvasva sarva sarvarta krit bapu rupa nama shitavishta janmamatra dararti krit. You, Krishna, give yourself and all that is yours to your devotees alone. It is from your body that everyone achieves all goals. Sarva sarva sarvarta krit vapu. You enter the hearts of those who take shelter of your beauty and your names, Rupa, Nama, Ashita, Avishta. That's nice. You enter the hearts 
of those who take shelter, ashrita, uh, of your beauty, rupa, and nama, your names. Avishta, avishta, uh, we know the word Vishnu, the name Vishnu, he who is and literally the one who enters, the one who pervades, and avishta, he who has entered, from which we also have avesha, prema avesha, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is absorbed avesha, avishta, so it can also mean absorbed in the sense of being deeply entering. And it can also mean possessed, like a ghost. Lord Chaitanya is possessed with Krishna Prema. Uh, I'll just read one more verse. Svar bur bhushana padabja vinodayakarta jatahe Jayabhu bhara harana deva devashvasita matrika. O Lord, whose lotus feet are the ornament of earth and heaven, svar bur bhushana padabja, you have taken birth just to enjoy your pastimes, vinoda. Eka Arta Jata. Jata means born. And Eka Arta, one purpose. Vinoda, just to enjoy. Uh, enjoyment. Victory to you, remover of the earth's burden. Jaya Bhu Bhara Harana. Harana means um, removal, you who remove. Bhara means burden, and bhu is the earth, you who remove the burden of the earth. Um, who had the demigods console your mother, Deva Ashvasita Matrika. They consoled the mother. And Gopi Paranadana Prabhu explains, just as Krishna protected the demigods and the residents of the three worlds by descending in the past in avatars such as fish, horse, tortoise, the demigods pray that he now kindly protect them by coming to remove the burden of the earth. So, from this, from the demigods' perspective, this is this is what's important to them about Krishna's appearance. Uh, we may remember last week we read prayers of uh, Kunti Devi, and we went quickly through the different reasons why the Lord appears. And we read that the main reason he appears is to uh, restore, to re, to bring back uh, Shravanam Kirtanam, hearing and chanting about him, about the, the Lord.
Okay, maybe we should look at some comments here and questions. <laughs> I just want to check whether there's been a quiet appearance. No, it doesn't look like. Our spontaneous mystery guest is being spontaneously avyakta. He's the surprise even for the person who invites. Yeah. Okay, so let's see. Um, Avaduta Rai is always uh, having something to ask. Is Balaram also like Krishna? Balaram is also like Krishna. He never leaves Vrindavan. So uh, then it is Sankarshan Balaram who merges into Vrindavan, Balaram in the womb of Rohini. Yeah, these are some of the technical sorts of things which I'm never very expert on. Might be a question for Madhavananda Prabhu. One thing, um, yeah, we understand. Basically, Krishna never leaves Vrindavan, so it's his expansion. What, it, what expansion? Vasudeva. So we could say it is Sankarsana who appears. Um, but we want to remember that Mathura is well, now it's complicated because Mathura, Krishna leaves for Mathura, but Mathura is also part of Braj. Uh, so in that sense, we can say he doesn't leave until he goes to Dwaraka, but then he doesn't leave. And it's also explained by, I guess it's Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. Uh, Madhavananda explains in one of his lectures that after Krishna leaves, so-called leaves Vrindavan, he's in Mathura, he kills Kamsa, he stays for some time. And then he explains uh, to Nanda Maharaj, who has also come to Mathura, that I'm really sorry, but I really have to stay here in Mathura uh, because if I don't stay, there's really going to be trouble. You thought Kamsa was a problem, uh, just wait till Jarasandha shows up. So I'm going to have to stay and, you know, help out and protect. But, according to Acharyas, Krishna simultaneously stays in Mathura and comes back to Vrindavan. And uh, the, the chariot with Nanda Maharaj returning to Vrindavan expands into two chariots, one of them with only Nanda Maharaj, 
and one with Nanda Maharaj and Krishna. Or Krishna and Balaram. And so they, in effect, he says, go into two separate compartments of Vrindavan. One compartment, the devotees are all completely distraught because Krishna is not there. So they're really um, absorbed in viraha, feelings of separation, devastating feelings of separation, dev devastatingly ecstatic. While simultaneously and completely unknown to those um, devotees, the same devotees are experiencing Krishna in Vrindavan as before. Life goes on, everything is normal, everyone is happy. So figure that out. No problem for Krishna, but big problem for us to understand. <laughs> Oh, and Dira Lalita is asking, wouldn't the reputation of Kamsa already be finished by his killing all those children? Yeah, we would think it's already finished, but it could be that in his mind it was not yet finished and he wanted to keep at least some of his reputation. And so he didn't kill Devaki. I don't know of any mention of that about his reputation, but... The thing is also, Kamsa seems to have been quite, quite mad and irrational. Um, so in his irrationality, he's unpredictable. And we know he's quite mad because uh, the various things that he experiences uh, as his death approaches, uh, the, the description of uh, what he, he sees, his own head separate from his body, isn't it? Uh, he looks in a mirror and he doesn't see his own reflection. Uh, so many experiences like that, so he seems to have been quite mad. Um, okay, Gokulananda Hari. Was Kamsa an intimate associate of Krishna back in the spiritual sky? <laughs> <laughs> Who is Kamsa? Uh, as I understand, he is a kind of re-showing of either Jai or Vijay. It's like uh, there's, there's Madai and Jagai and Madai. But it's complicated. Um, he's, he's the same person as Kalan. He is previously Kalanemi. Um, you get to a certain point where you, you can't follow anymore who is who and what is what. 
and what were they originally and were they anyone originally and what is their relation to Krishna. Um, maybe somebody else knows, but I can't give a definitive answer for that one. And uh, Pandava wants to know whether Devaki heard the prayers of the demigods. Well, I think you'd have to ask Devaki. I don't know that she did. I don't remember reading that she did. Yeah, Kalanemi, son of Hiranyaksha. Yeah, all of these, you know, it says, Janma Karma Chame Divyam Evam Yoveti Tatvata Chakvadeham Punar Janma Naiti Sorjuna. One who understands the transcendental nature of the Lord's appearance and activities does not take birth again in this world. And we might well wonder, okay, um, Tatvata, do we need to know all these details about Krishna's appearance? Do we have to take an exam and get 90% or 95% or 100% and otherwise we don't go back to Godhead? Uh, I don't think that's how we should understand What we want to understand is divim, janma karma me divya, that the Lord is transcendent and therefore his birth is transcendent and therefore his activities are transcendent. Basically, that's what we want to understand. Transcendent to uh, the ordinary ways of material nature which means he is completely free to enact his appearance uh, when he likes, where he likes, how he likes, for what purpose he likes. All of that is under his control. I think that's all we need to know. So to have that conviction... uh, will give us the ticket. Krishna, Krishna. Okay, well, that's uh, all we have on the chat. What we can also do is read a little from His Holiness Giridharj Swami Maharaj's book, I'll Build You a Temple, The Jew Whose Story, and specifically, the occasion of Janmashtami, uh, and this would be which year? 1972, possibly. Yeah, must be. In Mumbai, or Bombay, as it was known back then. How many of you have visited uh, Iskan Juhu, Bombay? Let's see hands. Okay. Many of you have not. Um, perhaps 
you'll have this opportunity sometime to visit. I think it's nice to know uh, there's a lot of history about that temple and how it was built and how the land was acquired. It was a great struggle um, on many, many levels. And Giriraj Swami is telling that story in all detail in this book. Uh, but here is a couple of pages which are describing Jamastami in, um, in the Juhu temple before the present temple was built. Uh, this is just after a temporary temple had been built. Um, it was a very, very makeshift temple uh, made with, uh, we call it corrugated iron. Um, it's just uh, huh? iron sheeting. It's just, I don't know, they just kind of put this together with a very simple frame, like a simple simple open space room with the deities on one end and, I, I don't know, some, some sort of deity room, pujari area behind. And that was it. And they've just moved the deities in and uh, the troubles have already started about securing the land. They had purchased the land, which is to say they had put it down what's called down payment, an advance payment. Um, and the owner of the land was, it seemed like what he was trying to do uh, was completely cheat the devotees by keeping their money and then denying them the land so that he could sell it again to somebody else and maybe doing this several times. Uh, this sort of thing... <laughs> I must say, this sort of thing is not terribly uh, strange for India uh, with land mafias and whatnot. So, um, trouble had begun, and Giriraj Swami says, I'm reading from page 102, he says, we were so preoccupied with just surviving, dealing with challenges and executing the specific tasks that Prabhupada assigned to us, that I had hardly thought about the upcoming Jamashtami. But when Harikesh brought it up, I realized that, yes, we must do something. We had no funds in reserve. So I, he's Giriraj Swami is speaking first person here, he says, I went door to door in the Juhu scheme to collect donations and people were glad to contribute. So he just went door to door in, in the neighborhood uh, of uh, the temple. Juhu scheme, I think, means that area around the temple. I don't think it means the apartments within the compound. I'm not sure. 
So this new temporary temple, he said, was ready. It had actually uh, been done with permission by uh, the local uh, city authorities. There was a small room for deities and another small room for pujari service. Uh, then was the darshan mandap. And it had a roof of asbestos sheets. Yeah, I think this kind of uh, very unhealthy asbestos. And it was supported by steel tubes. There was a raised floor covered by marble chip tiles. Okay, so they had these, uh, they had these tiles which were made of marble chips on the floor. So then, on Janmashtami evening, the Radha and Krishna deities were taken in a colorful procession from the hut. That This is where the deities were before. They were in an even more primitive situation. Um, and you may ask, well, why were deities installed in such unfinished condition? The reason was... Srila Prabhupada, he saw the trouble coming. And he knew that in India, if you have a deity on a property installed, it, it can make it extremely difficult legally to remove from that property. So Prabhupada was clever. He said, let's just go ahead and install in this hut. <clears throat> so now the deities are being moved from that hut uh, to their new temple. The devotees were having kirtan, uh, and they were dancing. There were life members and friends who came to join the festival. And many local people um, who were seeing what was happening, they also joined, and it was a very happy event. Okay, then we have a description from Harikesh, from his memory. He says, he had taken charge, Harikesh had taken charge of organizing uh, the next day's program. He said, we had a great Janmashtami, uh, the best ever. We had ladies churning yogurt, making lots of butter. And when we broke the fast, we drank the buttermilk. We had a drama about the appearance of Krishna. One... Um, Devotee Lady Srimati was Mother Yashoda, and Dinanat was in it. I organized the event. We had a huge feast for everyone, lots of kirtan. It was a wonderful evening. He goes on to say, Gandiva's mother, Yashoda, made the flower garlands. Mrs. Warrior did the other decorations. Mr. Sethi was involved. 
I met Mr. Sethi once. He's no longer alive, but um, he was very devoted to Srila Prabhupada. He was, uh, was he a lawyer? I don't remember now. And Jagat Purusha and Gandiva cooked. My Tili was in the kitchen, in the temple, were Shimati and Tungabhadra and Palika and Malita, Malati. Shidar was doing kirtan with Dinanat and that skinny young Indian boy, and in brackets, Lokanat, <laughs> who became Lokanat Swami. Shimati had made a baby Krishna, and local people stood in long lines to get a chance to rock him by pulling a cord attached to his cradle. They were all excited about celebrating the festival. So this is one thing that can be done if you have a Gopal Murti, or if you don't, you can, I don't know, make some sort of... You could even take a plastic doll, I suppose, and dress them up blue. like Krishna. Huh? Painted blue. Painted blue, yeah. Everybody was so happy. Urmila Jori, one of the neighbors, remembered. My daughter, Viba, helped organize garba dances with girls from the area, and there were bhajans by Surdas. Lord Krishna's blind devotee and dramas of Krishna Leelas. The platform was decorated and people churned pots of yogurt and butter was taken out. There was a large crowd and, a, and at midnight with the sounding of the conch shell and ghantas, the bells, the curtain was drawn and the Lord took birth on Hare Krishna land. It was a beautiful sight. The priests bathed the Lord with honey, milk, yogurt, ghee, and water. Tears came rolling down my eyes. This is still Urmila Jori speaking, one of the neighbors. I had never seen such a sight. The pujaris dressed the Lord, and again we had darshan. Everyone was chanting, and we all had charanamrita and prasad, and in the end, we all went away happy. <laughs> we sort of take it for granted uh, in some temples that there can be crowds of people coming for Jamashtami, uh, but this is not the case in some places. Uh, it's not possible in China. It's not possible in, in Dubai, right? I guess you have crowds, but sort of contained, enclosed areas, right? Dharma Gopta or uh, Odarya Chandrika. You want to tell us something about Jamashtami in Dubai? Yes, Guru Maharaj, actually I can tell how was it in pre-corona times, so, which is like a, two years ago. So yeah, we were organized here the, the Janamashtami in a 
public space, basically, but oh. rented public space temporary. Oh. And uh, it was really like a, devotees put a lot of effort to, to make it in an unbelievable way in these conditions here. So they, they decorated the... Uh, usually in Janashtami, in, that's the top uh, event here. Uh, way more popular among local congregation than, let's say, Gaur Purnima. So uh, a lot of uh, Indian people come, even which are, who are not devotees, they are just got invited by devotees. And it's uh, the devotees uh, organizers here, they, they rented like a two or three floors of that particular building uh, oh. for uh, common events, events. So on one floor, there was a, like a whole uh, room was decorated as a Jaladuta boat. Uh, so we were all sitting in a boat in Kirtan. We were uh, <laughs> happening there. It was very, very beautiful. Then on another floor, everything was decorated completely like a Vrindavan. They, they brought the the sand, so we were walking to, to the, through the sand paths, contemporary, <laughs> all in greenery and artificial, of course, artificial greenery, but it's like a, with a lots of flowers and, and pictures of uh, Krishna Lila from Krishna Lila. They, they put really, really a lots of effort into, into organizing such events. And on third floor, there was only like a lectures and uh, Krishna Lila Kata was happening. So. Uh, like a two floors with kirtans and one floor with the uh, Krishna Kata and oh. like a devotees. Yeah, you could. Changing like a different devotees. That's interesting. Actually, that's a very good concept uh, because people have different interests. Um, somebody wants to join in kirtan. Somebody wants to listen to a lecture. Uh, but you can't expect everyone to want to listen to the lecture, especially on Jamastami. So that's interesting. And the sand you mentioned, there's no lack of sand in Dubai area, right? <laughs> so they put the nylons on, on, basically it's a carpeted, carpeted floors. So they, they put, they protected first everything with a thick nylon and then oh. brought the, no, it's, it's like a, a week preparation ahead wow. of the event. So it's really like a, unbelievable. <laughs> and the second reason is because there is a, so many devotees here that uh, they cannot accommodate everyone on one floor. So right. that's how made a three different floors. For, so they're basically rotating. One batch is going to the first floor, then the second, then, oh, I see. Three, then another batch is coming and so on. So it's really like a uh. very massive event. <laughs> like a, Five, six thousand devotees come, which is for this environment here is a pretty yeah. amazing. So, so they had devotees kind of ushering everyone. Okay, now everybody, we're going up to the next floor, or how did that work? Yes, they have like a, I think like a, around hundred volunteers, devotees, who are just uh, organizing everything, like a yeah. directing, uh, directing visitors. The traffic and everything. More than hundred, for sure, devotees are engaged in in, in, a, in real time, really, in, in, during the festival. So wow. The organization is top-notch, really. Uh, Shirala Prabhu is really <laughs> doing amazing, amazing mm. service here with uh, uh, organizing devotees in such a manner. So it's really inspiring to see and to learn, actually, to learn uh, for the future how we can arrange in, our countries when you come back or something similar events mm -hmm. they become massive one day so it's really like 
nice place to, to learn uh, and to just to be a part of it. Actually, when we start try to get some service, it, it was close to impossible, you know. <laughs> few services, no, no, it's taken, it's taken, it's taken, everything's taken. <laughs> Service, you know, so you have to really fight for a service. Oh, it's already taken. No... <laughs> so we, we, we took care for like a, a Western devotees, Western visitors. Uh -huh. okay, so that's how, how I get my. You squeeze. You can squeeze in. <laughs> that's good. And this year, what's going to be because of COVID? Uh, I don't know, honestly. Yes, we I have to check. There are some discussions still on, on groups, but for sure it will be over Zoom. It's yeah. All the, all the events, like every week, is still uh. Uh, Friday, Friday feast, like we have it here, so Friday feast is uh, on Zoom, of course. And yeah. So most probably it will be something like that, with some smaller events which will be broadcasted, and of course, of course many visitors will be on, on, online. Okay. All right. Well, we've already come to the end of our time, and I want to thank you all for joining us. Just now I noticed, Analia, you're here. Hare Krishna, Analia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Kalyana Giriraj is here. All of you, thank you for coming. And so... What to say except have a good week, chant Hare Krishna, be happy, keep it, keep it simple, keep, keep life simple, simple living, high thinking. Yeah, don't just be simple, think high also. Stay high forever. Remember that expression? Stay high forever, chant Hare Krishna. Yes, and we will, Krishna willing, see you next week. I'm sorry um, our mystery guest remains a mystery, uh, but we'll see if we can uh, inspire him for next week. Let's see what happens. Okay, and meanwhile, uh, we can, again, if you like, try to do an ekphrasis, of some sort, uh, based on one of the paintings of Krishna, Krishna's birth, Krishna's appearance, Krishna's baby pa babyhood pastimes. That can be a nice exercise. Okay, so thank you all very much. Keep well, keep safe. Hare Krishna. Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Ananta Goti Vaishnavinda ki jai, Nitai Gaur Prem Anande, Hari Bo, Hari Krishna. Thank you, Dr. Thank you, Dr. Thank you, Dr. Thank you, Dr.